0: Welcome to episode 2 of Forward X Robotics Forward Thinkers. My name is Jacob Lisch, and I'm joined again by Jonathan Chang as we continue our conversation with our guest, Remy Glazner. Today, we are going to share part 2 of our amazing discussion with Remy. If you haven't had a chance to get to know Remy yet, you can check out our first episode where he introduces himself and his role in the industry. And I'm sure you'll understand why we were so excited to have him on as our first guest for the series. But before we jump into it, let me introduce some of the main points that we're diving into this time. In this episode, we build on our chat that laid the groundwork for what robotics and automation are and where they're heading in the future. Now we move on to some of the goals of automation beyond productivity increase. We look at what jobs are being created in contrast to the common fear of jobs being taken. And finally, Remy takes us through some of the skills needed to work alongside robots and how companies can prepare their workforce. As always, I hope our listeners get as much out of this as I did. So what do you think the the true goals of automation is? Like, is it simply just reduce costs and improve efficiency, or is, or is there more to it?
1: It's a lot about making sure you control what's happening. It's a lot about, you know, making sure you know, everything is predictable, uh, that you have visibility over what will happen. At the end of the day, that's, you know, uh, as much as, you know, the, business case, justification maybe ties into uh, continuous improvements of you know, what the operation is delivering. Uh, ultimately, that's a lot about that is you know, when, when you have people, especially in today's world where when uh, people are hard to find and even if they're not necessarily so hard to find because, say, you can pay them more, uh, still, you're playing with a viable. Uh, when you start from needing like a few of people every day to be moving stuff around in the warehouse, Frankly, you will discover in the morning when, I don't know, buses with like, you know, 10 people, workers will get in, how many people you can really count on a box you can try to limit that variability, um, you will still have it. So automation in that case will be more about, you know, uh, also, well, let's try to take anything that can be automated, so it can be controlled, and hit that away to machine. Uh, by the way, that's usually um, anything that is extremely repetitive, um, pretty dull, annoying, so people are not necessarily like you know. Oh great, I will do that today. So better off to give that to a machine and try to give them something more uh, say interesting. That's usually the case. So that's what's claimed. Um with that said, you know, I don't think that, you know, uh, right now, and that's not necessarily a robotics um a challenge, but something that you know they might not address, like HR, um in all those companies on you know that are very reliant on uh, people's labor, they they didn't yet completely figure out how to. Uh, create career path out of starting working in a warehouse or factory or something like that. Yes, maybe the job won't be, I mean, we'll need some more like cognitive intelligence. Still, it's still, you know, pretty blue collar job and not necessarily like fascinating. It's, it, my, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but it's what do I do after I, I do that? You know, what's my career path? What you know, Is anyone else like offering me something slightly better elsewhere? It's still something that people will face. So, future of automation is, uh, will probably change also in the way, in the sense that it will have to integrate a little bit more, you know, those kind of side effects of automation. So how do we also help HR uh, anticipate, you know, either people not being happy because you don't think, well, robotics are coming and uh, we will take our job. Not true, but it might be the perception anyway. Um, that might be a lot into like, how do we actually pass on messages to the um, executive management for all the operational environment as per you know, what's possible, what the roadmap on, do they adapt that? I think robotics is like, or robotics needs to get a little bit out of the robots and think about the, the organization they, they serve and not necessarily their primary uh, contact people in operation or but like really like practically go beyond that and talk to um, IT, talk to like uh, digital uh, digital strategy people, talk to HR, talk to like all sort of people like making it like a, an omnipresent uh, type technology because the effect of robotics because it's much more of an intelligent operational system uh, versus automation that is an operas- an operational system but Virtually without much intelligence into it, uh, the effects on the other side, effect of robotics are are greater. Um, they can be perceived in the first place, like I said, as potentially a little negative, but ultimately they are rather positive. They just make possible for the company to, yeah, to to achieve like a level of flexibility that probably wasn't possible before.
2: Well, there's so many great points that you just said, and and to, to revisit a couple of them. I mean, like you just said. For a lot of operations these days, they might have a hundred people signed up to come into work today, and they might have only twenty that get in the door. And I think that's something that is being experienced, you know, across the industry, across you know, small and large businesses alike. And I think um, that's that something that in the in the AMR industry and in automation generally, we we tend to talk about quite a lot, um, is that labor shortage and and how it's really affecting our business. And something actually really interesting you said previously to that in terms of robots as a service, you talked about. You know we can we can try this technology and then when we figure it out when we know what kinds of job it cre- we need for it, what kinds of skills and positions we need for it, then you know we're in a better position moving forward into into the future and I think that leads me on to uh, I guess uh, another question I've got which is you know obviously we talk about robots taking jobs and things like that but Conversely, what kinds of jobs are they really creating? And and in those jobs do you see you know in your current position and I guess you know from the people around you? Mm -hmm. You know, what kinds of skills are are we really looking for today to support these kinds of technologies? What what you know how is this affecting affecting hiring and and like you talked about with HR, um, you know, what is it that's really changing in that regard? Is anything changing in the company to 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 fix these kinds of issues and to maybe to to think a little bit farther into the future?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, first off on what you were saying, like, you know, robotics taking job or not, I mean, are they, um, is it some form of technology doing something that someone was doing before? Yes, yes. It's an, undeniable. Now, does it take jobs? I don't know. Uh, a job is a place where, you know, um, there's some work to do and someone is doing it and like, that you just pointed out um, in many 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 places the problem is like well we they, they hope that someone will actually turn out and uh, do the job and that's that's not the case anymore in uh, in many situations or it's so viable that you know it's not it's not reasonable for a company to, to bet on that now the side effects um or the side effect of what, what's happening is like to to maintain, to design those robots, um, all those like you know, digitally enabled technologies that move around robotics, because it's not just the robots it's the software stack and technology stack that goes around it, i it um, you know, uh, interplay, create an interplay with like all sort of IoT, IOT. how it ties into um, other systems that exist in the company, CRM and anything, and uh, you know, all the management. It's, you need a lot of people who have completely different skills. Think about it as more like a shift or like it's not just blue colors that you might need. It's like it's white colors. So anyone in software development, anyone in somehow project management, but also like um, solution architects, anything that relates to Selling of those robots, like the marketing that goes around it, like the, any any technologies that is actually into innovation. So that takes a lot of skills, of different skills, and people not only have the skills, the experience, but also the vision to do that. Um, nowadays, uh, especially I mean, that's uh, for for company for the likes of uh, Amazon or Google or Microsoft, like the, the large one. You know, uh, we hear about the, about them like in the news, but that's not only them. It's actually all over the place and across industries, like that. Plays into I like call that use digital technologies, software development engineer, um, yes, anything around you know actually making the technology or, or building the technology, building the solution. There's a growing and a huge need and a huge gap between what's needed and what's actually available. It's one of the I think one of AWS challenge It's not a secret. Um, I think it was only days ago that we heard about Facebook having exactly the same problem. And frankly, like those organizations, in mean, like, I think I think everyone is still trying to figure out how to tackle that. Um, how do we do that? Um, a lot right now is uh, through HR and thinking, okay, so what's the uh, employee value proposition that they uh, they mentioned? It? Like is it paying them more? Is it like giving them an, an immediate vacation? Is it letting them work from wherever they want in the world? Sure, that, that plays into it. Um, it's undeniable, in and as a matter of fact, what people have a tendency to say is, um, "What will make me consider like another job or like go or no go for somewhere is usually how much I'm getting paid." Well, it's it's also like a you know a never, never ending race then. You know, like uh, okay, so you meet a bunch of those people, those engineers, 20 of them. Well, let's let's pay them. Fifty percent more than anyone else in the industry. Well, first, are you competitive? Uh, because even if you pay them, you pay them fifty percent more than the robotics industry, or well, the video game industry would. Um, you know, cloud industry pay them even more. And are these skills, by the way, you know, adaptable? So, I was looking at video, video game industry. You might tell me, well, in robotics and video game industry. Well, don't you use like software to do some kind of simulation here and there? Well, the the, the core engine might not be exactly the same, but resemble and so skills are potentially transferable. I'm, I'm not an expert exactly of, of uh, that thing, but a lot of them are uh, transferable and you know, they have um, a lot of value these days. So are you really like you know, competitive? Second is for how long will you be competitive? Um, what are you offering? And that's actually something that you know, robotics might have an edge. Uh, with like moving forward is robotics always add very cool halo around it it's cool that you do robots you know, robotics it's, it's always like wow even people don't really know robotics like they, there's something about it it's like it's the future still seen as such but is it really at the end of the day well you know, that will be that machine that will move around that warehouse, a dirty environment it's you know, just a complete step it's free automation more than anything is it fun? I don't know is it something where you will actually like uh, keep and hold people doing that? And by the way, that's right now, this is something that I would say um, solution providers and vendors of the world are facing um, pretty hardly. It's been the case for a little bit, but like it's it's more and more and more and to a point that actually um, prevents a lot of organization to just keep growing the way they they sh- they could be growing. There's a demand for that service. They are kind of solution, but they they cannot. They just cannot make it. So uh, right now it's it's touching more like you know the, the vendor community, solution provider community. But I was talking about before like the um the user organization that will eventually have the skills and capabilities to you know run them themselves. So that doesn't mean creating or solution but might mean setting them up might mean like maintaining them might mean like you know adapting them or customizing them or right now if the vendor community has difficulty to to hire and find those those people those skill sets related to like more or less you know all sort of digital technologies and beyond can you imagine what it is for a a user organization i mean i work with amazon and amazon is known uh, even if that's not a part of the business that I'm really uh onto, but it's known for having uh, acquired a Kiva system a while ago and having all those robot running and everything. Well, we're, down, we're many years down the road, so they, I guess, do a great job with that. But it it took them, and that's mostly public what I'm saying, but it took them a while, a long while, to actually really manage exactly what it is to have, like all those robots. Was it working from day one? Probably not. And that, that's very normal, by the way. It's like now it run like, like, runs like a Swiss club, but it wasn't always the case. And so imagine for a company that is not the size, the size of Amazon, doesn't have the, the power of the brand that they have at the time and still have today um, to, to get so many people on board. It's it's a real challenge. You still have to rely a lot on two vendors, maybe like you know, uh, integrators here and there. But that creates like, you know, an ecosystem that you have to manage. It still, you don't necessarily have all the things. And even like that ecosystem might not be made of people that have the same level of, or organization that have the same level of maturity uh, to one of those technologies. So that that creates an environment that is, um, you know, you have to go there, uh, but how to go there is more and more clear, not not completely, there's kind of a roadmap because you can use example that exists, but still like this, the, the pieces that I'm missing um missing, Sadly, not even like a question of uh, not having the, the, the finance, payment, like getting the people to do that. That
2: made so much sense. And there's so much insight in, in, you know, what you've just said. And maybe to build on that a little bit, I think, you know, you obviously mentioned the problems that big companies like Facebook and Amazon, these kinds mm-hmm. of companies are experiencing in finding talent. And you talked a little bit, you know, about previously, you talked a little bit about how some HR departments may not have figured out just what the career paths are yet. They may not have figured out just how to get people from the inside to really fulfill those positions and grow up within a company. And so I think, I guess you've seen more recently, you see companies like Amazon, for example, starting to include education as part Mm -hmm. of their benefit and their offering. And of course we can, from a, you know, a very micro view, we can look at it as if, okay, it's a benefit to get more people into their warehouses, but at the same time, you know, it, it acts as a way for, for Amazon to create an engine behind their workforce and to really fulfill them in the future. And so I think, I, I guess my, my question is, um, what can companies do now or, or what do you think companies will be doing to promote those kinds of growths from within? If they're not able to find them from, you know, from the outside, how are companies really doing that inside of the organization at the moment?
1: Right. First off, let me just preside that just in case. Um, I'm not talking on behalf of Amazon here. So, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's more my opinion on two things. And it's mostly because I don't necessarily know exactly the details of um, uh, what they are doing or what the mid-long-term plan is for you know, uh, providing those benefits to some of the uh, workers that we have you know, here and there in a uh, uh, warehouse. It's, right now, I would say you know it's put together as uh, some kind of marketing or like something that will actually support uh, the employee value proposition. So it's just to really like get people to come and to come back because um, like all those and benefit are usually offered to people when they sign up. You know, long term. So, like, they they're not just like ten people coming here and they're like you know, coming to stay. Um, that that's the first thing. So it's and it's and it's really about like you know the, the short term. Like, it's great to have a plan for say in a year or two, um, figuring it out. But well, the business needs to run in the meantime. The business is growing in the meantime. So, um, well, you need to find patches that, by the way, are, I think are great. Uh, Pretty awesome that uh, Amazon is Able not doing that. I don't think that's naturally possible for every single player to do that. But I think that most of them uh, could and should um, because you know, and I, maybe it's maybe it's an amazing thing. I, think, I, don't, I don't know, but. Um, um, something that is very uh, striking when you, when you work there is like they they, they tell you, uh, or for managers when uh, when they hire, they, they tell them like, you know, grow your employee, whether for here or for uh, or for like the next step in their career that might not be inside Amazon or AWS. And um, this is really part of the culture. Um, so I think it ties into that. Are they actually providing you know either um, funding or like a point to? Um, educate people into those new technology. Maybe not, but actually that's that's true. It's indeed something um, that might be like one of the near-term solution to, to help that. Um, uh, providing like people with a care What I was saying before it's not, it's not necessarily related to Amazon. It can be about any company. Like, how do you help them? How do you give them an horizon that will be like, okay, it's, you won't just be like in that warehouse and maybe become the, manager of a team or people who are still working there and maybe one day you'll be in that corner office in the warehouse still so it's like how do you you know expand like uh, in the case of amazon and that's maybe a unique example we have so many different businesses i mean but basically do absolutely everything so i think the care um they're available to people like me they should be available to everyone and i think that's what also that's right so i think it's great now to the uh second part of what you were saying, so how do we get there or, you know, what's possible, it's it's a tough question. I don't know really what the solution is in the sense that um, things, a lot of things are still moving around and are still like, you know, undefined in the sense that, you know, where will we be in two years from today? Like right now the uh, you know, stock market is uh, you know up and down, the energy market is up and down. like you know, there's a huge growth of the uh, inflation these days that is very noticeable. So it created a climate of uncertainty that makes those, I would say those uh, consternation uh, that should st- that should still be like top like a little like a little in the background. the sense that you know it's it's more let's it's not let's be tactical. But let's you know solve the problem at hand and we'll see tomorrow it's a little unfortunate but it's also our company are working I think especially when you work for a company that is like um public yes it's great to have a plan for like five or six years from today and so you might change the world then but well you, you have to get there first and you have to get there not just as a company still running but the company that has been uh, performing for you know your investors so there's there's different drivers it's um Not there's not one straight answer to to all that. Um, that makes
2: sense, of course. I understand it's a you know it's a very complex problem, and I think you know there's there are a ton of people uh working on it at the moment. And um, to give an example, um, one example that I've seen recently is you know the the Eastern Kentucky Advanced Manufacturing Institute, Institute, I believe Mm -hmm. it's called, um, which is dedicated to reskilling um workers that have perhaps been displaced by automation or been displaced by. By other factors. Um, And I I think if we, let's say we step you know, five, 10, however many years it will take into the future, let's say we've got now these hybrid workforces, we've got automation in our facilities, and we've got the people that can work alongside them to do the things that we need to do. Let's say we've got all of the skills we need. One one question really begs from that, or one, one problem that may occur with that, you've got to think about how do you implement those, those those hybrid workforces and how do you now approach those hybrid workforces in, in, in a way where you can continually improve them and, and how you can evaluate them and how well they're doing. It would be really interesting to know that, you know, how, how would you um, or how do you see that going in terms of how a company will evaluate two relatively different things that are working so closely
0: side by side? That brings us to the end of episode two with Remy Glazner. Tune in next time to hear Remy's take on the last question and much more as we conclude our wonderful and thought-provoking conversation in episode three. If you want to learn more about Forward X Robotics, you can find us on LinkedIn or Twitter at forwardx_us, or visit our website at forwardx.com.